It's finally here, episode 4 of Game Time with Manny. This week, it's just me again, and instead of discussing a specific game, I am actually going to be discussing the more uh, depressing topic of video games and growing up. Uh, For the past couple weeks, I've been thinking about how my relationship with video games has changed as I've gotten older. Um, It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's a little bit of both. And I'm going to talk about that. So, without further ado, it's game time. So I guess I will start from the beginning. Um, to give a little context to this, I am now 24 years old, so you could basically consider me to be like <laughs> a grown adult man. Um, but I started playing video games when I was probably like six years old. I don't like know when the first time I actually like played a video game was, but the first time I played a video game in my own home was, I believe it was like my sixth or seventh birthday. I was in kindergarten, and my parents said, "Hey, we're gonna get you a Super Nintendo." So I vividly remember going to a Walmart with my mom and dad. And we were trying to get a Super Nintendo, but the clerk told us that they didn't have any left. So my dad said, that's crazy. I promised my kid a Super Nintendo, so I'm going to get him a Super Nintendo. Can you at least like look up in the back or something like that? And it turns out that way up in Steel, there was a pallet of unopened Super Nintendos. So they went and they got it down and then... I had a Super Nintendo. I can like vividly remember like wanting to freak out and cry because you know that's what six year olds do. But I did get it, and it that is probably the moment where my life was irreversibly changed because now I play video games all the time. Um, I still remember like being able to play Mario because that that's the game that came packaged with the Super Nintendo. Is there Super Mario All Stars? So it's like. Super Mario Brothers, uh, 1, 2, 3, The Lost Levels, and then mine was the plus Super Mario World version, so it also has Super Mario World on it, which is crazy, because that's like a all great games. It's insane that that's a cartridge that I still own, and that was the first video game I ever owned, but my parents actually could play Super Mario Brothers. Like, I have seen my mom play a video game probably like twice ever but I can remember us playing two-player Mario together and like same thing with my dad he had this weird thing where he would like fall asleep no matter what like he could sit down to watch me play a game and like just fall asleep instantly it doesn't matter what it was what was going on he would just fall right asleep and he would actually play Super Mario Brothers with me which is crazy 
And the only other game I can ever remember him really, like, doing that with was, well, two things. He got this weird bootleg CD of Joust, because he used to work at a computer store, and this kid used to come in and bring him all kinds of stuff. So he would play Joust on the computer, but he would also, like, wait until I went to bed and play Mario Kart 64 on my N64, and that's that's just, that's really weird. I don't even know how to take that, but... Back then, I could definitely still play video games with my parents, and now that's not the case, uh, mainly because they are way too complicated, and I don't, I don't know. that That's really here nor there, but that first console was the Super Nintendo, and as I said, it probably irreversibly changed my life for, I think it's the better, but some people might say the worst, but that's, that's whatever, um... And since then, my love for video games has only grown. Like, I... During the Super Nintendo era, that was probably before I really got, like, hooked. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of games for Super Nintendo. Like, I've gotten a lot more over the years, just because I... Sad to say this, I ended up playing a lot of really good Super Nintendo games on a Super Nintendo emulator when I was in my, like, early to mid-teens. Um, but like in physical format, I don't have a whole lot of Super Nintendo games and I didn't back then. I used to rent them a lot though, which that's another thing. Like places to rent video games really don't even exist anymore. Um, which is kind of sad cause like as a kid, I would just like go to Video King and, uh, like look at the ridiculous amount of Super Nintendo games they had and rent them. And like some of them would be super shitty and you wouldn't even know what the hell to do. But a lot of them were great. Like, that's where I played some of my all-time favorite games. Like, I rented Super Mario RPG, and I I now own that. I bought it for a kid, off a kid in high school for, like, 20 bucks, which scammed him. But that's that's awesome for me. Um, and Earthbound also, which when I first rented Earthbound, I did not know how to read. So I was just like, holy shit, this is like impenetrable and I have no idea what is going on and I just would walk around the world and do random shit. Um, I I own Earthbound now. I got it two Christmases ago and it costs like fucking $300, but I think it was totally worth it because now I own that super rare cartridge, even though obviously like a couple months after I bought it, they put it out on the Wii U Virtual Console in America, but... I'm I'm not going to get upset about that cuz I would much rather have the physical physical thing. And Earthbound is actually probably one of the things that like really made me want to learn how to read because even not knowing how to read I was like, "Wow, this game seems cool and I want to know what's going on." And eventually I did and I rented Earthbound like a bunch a bunch of times from that video king and would like try to continue my save and stuff like that. I never beat it, and I still have actually never beaten it. Um, I'm kind of close, and I will uh, someday. I tell myself I will eventually beat it, but probably by the time I try to go back to the cartridge, the battery save will be dead, and then I'll actually have to buy the <laughs> Wii U Virtual Console version. Um, and a- after that, like I, I really just rented games for Super Nintendo, and then I think when like my crazy game obsession really solidified was when I got an N64 of my own for Christmas and played the Ocarina of Time. Like, I 
I can basically pinpoint the exact moment when <laughs> I was irreversibly changed by the Ocarina of Time, and it was when you're, you boot up the game, and it zooms down into uh, the Deku Forest, and like it goes over all the Kokiri, and you see the Deku tree, and like I, as a kid, I was just like, holy shit, this game is awesome. I first like played a little bit of the Ocarina of Time. One of my friends back then had an N64 and we would play Super Smash all the time. And like he also had the Ocarina of Time, so like there were multiple times where like I played the first 3 dungeons of Ocarina of Time probably like 50, 60 times at this point. Like I could probably like do the Deku tree with my eyes closed still and possibly the Dodongo Valley and all that stuff. Um, maybe not so much like uh, Jabu Jabu's Palace, the freaky whale thing, the third one with the Zoras. But he, yeah, for some reason he would just like let me play those over and over, and somehow every time I would go over, my file would be erased or I wouldn't remember what the hell was going on, so I would start over. But when I got it, I asked for an N64 for Christmas, and I don't remember if this was like a year after Ocarina of Time came out or two years. So I either would have been like 9 or 10 years old, but I asked for it for Christmas and it was like all I wanted. It was the only thing I wanted at all. And um, I found out that I got it a couple months ahead of time because I was, it was a snow day and I was at my grandparents' house and there's a room where they keep all their gifts uh, for Christmas. And I went up there while my grandma and grandpa were outside shoveling and I looked around, and I found an N64 box in Ocarina of Time, and I was just like, holy shit, and I was freaking out, because I knew I would have to wait, like, probably, like, four weeks before I could play the damn thing, and I managed to keep my surprise, no one, I still don't think anyone knows, other than my brother to this day, or, like, a couple of my friends that I knew this was happening, um, but they screwed it up because they usually have my cousins give the gifts out and I actually op- had to open the Ocarina of Time before the N64. So I had to like pretend extra hard like, oh man, now I already knew I was getting this and you guys fucked up and gave me the Ocarina of Time beforehand. So it was just like, I had to try so hard as like a 10 year old kid who's so goddamn excited about this thing to like contain the fact that I knew I was getting it which I did and then I went home and holy shit did I play the living hell out of that game I my brother is a jackass and he when I first got the Ocarina of Time he was like super young he was probably like three tops and Somehow I would be in school or whatever and like I would come home all the goddamn time and my file would be erased because he's an idiot. And like I think the file that's still on the Ocarina of Time completed is one where he erased my file and then renamed Link AAAA like a million times. There's a bunch of capital A's and a couple lowercase a's. And I every time he would delete a fully completed save and I would just fucking do it again. I would get right back in there and play it again. And I would get upset at first because it's like, oh, you little jackass, how could you do this to me? But I would still go back and do it every time. So realistically, I should probably thank him because like, I probably would have wanted to go through the game again anyways. But it's one of those things where like I can never bring myself to complete or 
end a fully completed file, like delete it. I still have hard times doing that now. So I guess it, I hate him for that, and he, I guess it's kind of cool that he was doing it as a little jackass, but I don't know. Um, and then after, like, Ocarina of Time, like, that was, I was, I was in there. I was buying all kinds of Game Boy games, Game Boy Advance games, and then when it came to the GameCube, I bought a shitload of games for that. I have, like, a whole shelf full, and then, uh, my brother and I came to the PS2 late, but I have a shitload of PS2 games, and now, obviously, the PS3, I have a ridiculous amount of games for. My brother has a shitload of games for the 360. Um, I have, like, a ridiculous amount of PS4 games already. Uh, I have Wii U games, Wii games. I got a shitload of games. Um, and I, I play a lot of games. It's out of control. Um, but the reason that I was mainly recording this podcast wasn't to just to let you know <laughs> why I originally got into video games. It was because recently I've just been noticing that, like, I have no time. And that really sucks. Like, listening to game journalists talk about how they used to play all kinds of games and, like, now that they're older, you really have to pick and choose what you play just because you don't have enough time to play everything. Like, I would always brush that off and be like, oh, it's just because, like, I don't know, you're older and you do it as a job and, like, that's not going to happen to me. Like, I'll always be the person who plays, like, every fucking new game that comes out, all the popular games, and, like, I play games for, like, a thousand hours a week and blah, 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 blah. And I tried to keep to that uh, probably most of the way through college, which I was able to because, like, you know, realistically, like, you you can do your work in college easily and you have a ridiculous amount more free time than you normally would just because of the way classes are scheduled. So like in college, I played a fuckload of video games still and still did well in college and all that kind of stuff. But now I'm at the point where I have to pay student loans and I, (laughs) I owe a lot. So I work 40 hours a week at a shitty retail job. Um, and that the full time didn't start until like probably like uh, eight nine months ago, uh, so I was able to kind of play a little bit more than I probably should have been, uh, and still was playing a lot of shit. And like now, what's happening is, I feel like when I get home, half the time I just want to like sit there for like forty minutes and let my brain melt away into nothingness. Uh, instead of playing some games, I still will play games and like I try to stream and all that kind of stuff. And like I still really enjoy it. It's still like my favorite. Ooh, excuse me, burping. My favorite thing ever. It's just what has happened now, specifically in the past like two months, is I have a fucking stack of sealed games. Like before, that would never happen. Like if I got a new game, I would fucking jump on it immediately. But like I just don't have time now. And it's not just because I work 40 hours a week and, like, that all that stuff. It's, like, I also figure that I should try to be a real decent human being. And just, like, instead of any time anyone asks me to hang out or something, telling them to, like, oh, fuck off, I gotta play this video game or, like, make a bad excuse, I usually will try to do whatever someone asks me to do just because, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, you say no to enough people enough times, they're not going to invite you anywhere anymore. And, like, I do enjoy hanging out and stuff like that. So, like, I hang out with Nukio and Landers, and, like, usually we end up playing a lot of video games (laughs) anyways. It's just they're not necessarily, like, the new games that I want to be playing all the time. 
Uh, but I still enjoy that. Like, in probably, like, an hour or so, they'll be over here, and we're going to do uh, Throwback Thursday with the original Marvel vs. Capcom and uh, Marvel superheroes. But, like, that that stuff is awesome, and I love hanging out with them. But I wouldn't be hanging out with them as much if I was trying to make time to play all these games. And, like, I think that's kind of part of, like, what being an adult is doing to my gaming habits. Because, like... Before, when I was younger, like, yeah, I could still go hang out with friends, but, like, it wasn't, like, all the time. Because, like, you know, before you have a car, like, it's up to your parents. Like, they'll say, oh, yeah, you can sleep over at your friend's house and stuff like that. Or they have to drive you everywhere. So, like, a lot of the times, like, you would want to hang out with your friends, but you wouldn't be able to. And so that would give me a lot more time to do that and you would see your friends in school every day and like whereas I I work now I don't see my friends at work so that's not really an option and not that we'd really be able to hang out at work anyways I guess because I don't have that kind of job but it just sucks like seeing a list of games I have over here that are still sealed or like seeing the list of games that I've completed this year it is so much lower than it has been any other year in like recent years. Um, I trying to make like a game of the year list. Like I bought and played a lot of games this year, but I didn't necessarily complete like a fraction of those games. So like while there may be uh, probably like three or four games where I think could be like a solid game of the year contender. I probably won't put them on the list just because I feel bad whenever I put something on a game of the year list that I haven't completed just because I don't know the whole story. Like at the end, it could just go to complete shit and I might hate it. And like usually I'll end up finishing the games like a couple months later and really liking them. But then like you can't go back and like revise that list because what's the point of it being a game of the year list then? You know what I mean? And it's just weird. Like I feel... I don't know, like, I just feel like my age is catching up with me or something. Because I wanted to be that invincible kid who was just playing video games all the time, and blah, 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 and don't let the man get you down, and all that kind of bullshit, but I, I can't be anymore. And it's just, recently it's been kind of a bummer. But on the other hand, even though I'm still paying student loans, I'm working a full-time job, so, like, I theoretically have, like, way, way more income than I used to have. So I can buy all these games that I can leave sealed. And theoretically, one day, I will be able to go back and play them. But the way I play games, I generally will probably just leave them to sit there and rot in their their saran wrap. I'm trying to think, like, I can't I can't even see a list from over here. Oh, I bought I bought the HD version of the Wind Waker, which I, d- I don't even think that came out this year. I think that came out last year. But either way, I want to play that. That's still sealed. Uh, I have a sealed copy of Tales of Hearts R for the Vita, um, which I really want to play that. Holy shit, because Zillia 2 was such a letdown, and that game's probably awesome. The people say it's more like the old Tales games. It didn't suck ass. And then, like, there's just... Those are the only two sealed that I can see from here. I know I have another one somewhere. I just don't remember what it is. And, like, there's just a fat stack of games that, like, I started to play and would really like to finish. Like, I should realistically be playing Dragon Age Inquisition because it's, like, 900,000 hours long. But I... I'm probably like 20 hours in, and I don't know if I'll even be able to finish that before I do my Game of the Year thing, which is really starting to freak me out, because I like that game, and I want it to be good. 
and like Fantasy Life for 3DS. That game is dope as hell. And I have probably played it for like five hours, and I don't know if I'll be able to get back to that. Um, Danganronpa 2, son of a bitch. If there is one game that I want to try to force myself to play by the end of the year other than Dragon Age, it is Danganronpa 2. Because the first one was like the first Vita game I got and was like, holy fuck, this game is so legit. It's like Phoenix Wright mixed with, uh, I don't know, I, I don't even know, a bullet hell shooter and a rhythm game. It's it's out of control. And I really like for the first Danganronpa, so I'm really glad that the first one came out this year and somehow the second one also came out this year here because, wow, what a ridiculous series. You should check out Danganronpa if you haven't. And let me see. I want to see if I can see any of these other ones here. Uh, Freedom Wars for Vita, but that was like, eh. That was whatever. I don't know. And <laughs> Digimon Rumble Arena for PS3. Probably not going to complete that one. Probably wasn't a game of the year contender anyways. Not quite Not quite my favorite game I played this year. But it's just like I, I don't know. I feel like I'm some kind of old goddamn curmudgeon now. Where it's like I, oh, I got all these games and I can't play them. And like I know it sounds like I'm complaining, but like I just need to vent to something. So I chose this podcast because like I don't know, I don't really have anywhere else to do it to because I don't want to just like complain directly to a person about it. It's just like getting old sucks. And you always think that you're going to be that kind of person who's like, "Oh, I'll go against the norm and I'll make all the time for all the stuff I want to do." But like at some point you just like there's literally not enough time maybe you could just like not sleep but I sleep a lot and I really fucking love sleep it's not really a secret and I just I don't know what to do about it I mean especially now that I'm like trying to stream more and stuff is like it kind of slows down uh the games that I have been playing because I'm playing like either older stuff to stream or I'm trying to save stuff to stream so it's kind of weird but I I love streaming and I'm glad I'm doing it and I'm gonna keep doing it, keep making videos, and I was, and I'm still I'm still buying all the games. I'm still trying to keep up with the latest shit, and I'll be able to do that. It's just I have a much harder time doing it now, and I've really I've really noticed that recently. Um, on a less depressing note, like as growing up and playing video games, there's definitely like video games have grown up with me. Um, just, like, you think back to, like, Super Nintendo, and it's like, holy shit, those cartridges could hold, like, 10 megabytes? <laughs> More than that, realistically, but that that's what I think in my mind. And now a Blu-ray can hold, like, 50 gigs worth of data, and, like, just how far graphics have come, the fact that we can buy games digitally, just, like, through the internet, and it just comes right to our home, is insane. That's kind of another curmudgeon thing I've got going on about me, though, is, like, as cool as downloading digital games is, I still want to download physical releases just because, like, I want to have something physical. And it's not even just that. Like, I think something that a lot of people don't think about is, like, there will be a time when the PlayStation 3 is no longer supported by the PlayStation Network just because, like, they can't feasibly do that. So, like, a lot of those games will, like, lose their online functionality eventually, and, like, it already happens with games. Like, companies shut down the servers for old online games, like, all the time. 
But there could be a time when, like, you can't theoretically download a copy of a game you have off PSN. Whereas, like, if I have the physical copy, at least I can play it. I won't be able to patch it, like, if I don't have the patches on my hard drive or anything like that. But I could still play it. And I that that's important to me, personally, because I want to be able to play all the stuff that I have. Even though it kind of sucks, because some games only come out digitally. Especially, like, weird risks that companies are taking. Like, Namco Bandai does it all the time like, with One Piece games and, like, Dynasty Warriors games and shit, because, like, they don't even bother, like, getting English dub voices. They just are like, all right, this is going to sell to a super niche audience that knows they really like Dynasty Warriors Gundam and these weird One Piece games, and we're just going to put them out there, and it costs us less money because we're just subtitling in English and we don't have to press any discs or make any other kind of material. And that that's cool for them. It just sucks for me because eventually I might not be able to play that game anymore. Because, like, hard drives fail on stuff. So it's, like, theoretically, yeah, I could try to keep it on my hard drive forever. But it's not necessarily a guarantee that it'll stay that way forever. And, in fact, it'll probably break because I've already had the hard drive on my PS3 break before. It's just weird thinking about that, like, how far things have come and how... Now, like, indie developers have risen up and all that kind of shit. Like, you can download a whole bunch of smaller games, and most of the time they're, like, higher quality than big-budget games. Oh, this is another thing I was thinking about recently. Is just, like, games used to come out, and they used to fucking work. Like, all Super Nintendo games, like, sure, there would be bugs in some of them, but, like, most of the time they would not be game-breaking. And if they were, like, you'd have to fucking recall the game because, like, you can't complete it or whatever. But just, like, the amount of games that have come out this fall and have just been so fucking broken is ridiculous. Like, I understand when games will, like, come out on PC and, like, they'll break because so many PC builds, so many motherboards, so many video cards, so many different variables that could fuck it up. And, like, that's fine. Whatever. Like, and they'll issue patches for that kind of stuff. They always have. But the fact that console games are just fucked out the door is insane. Like, I haven't, like, personally bought many of the ones that were broken, but Assassin's Creed Unity is just shitty off the bat. Like, the frame rate sucks ass, you can fall through the world, their faces melt off, and it's it's insane that that's the kind of thing that, like, you can just ship, and they'll be like, oh yeah, we'll patch it in the coming weeks, and blah blah blah. It's like, that's the terrible a terrible experience for everyone so like theoretically then like me as an early adopter like I get fucked and then the person who pays when it's like $30 in like three months gets a way better experience than I had and that just seems like a really shitty way to treat your customers and I know that like that doesn't really matter to them because they still end up getting the money either way in the end but it's just it's shitty like the Master Chief Collection on Xbox One the multiplayer is still just bunk Like, it doesn't work at all. And that's, like, 90% of the reason why I'm sure anyone is fucking buying that game. It it seems nuts that that kind of thing... Like, Microsoft owns 343 Studios. How the fuck can you not... I I don't know. I I don't even want to think about it. Drive Club. The Sony first party is publishing that, and it's just most of the modes that make that game worth a shit, the online stuff, are still broken. Like, they promised a free version of Drive Club to PlayStation Plus members, and it's just broken. So on that aspect, I kind of wish, like, yeah, the technology's advanced, and they can push patches and stuff, but, like, I feel like that's kind of not good in a way, because it means that they 
developers can like put out a game where they know like some stuff is kind of fucked or maybe maybe they just don't know and they don't do the proper stress testing and then it'll be fixed eventually but like up front that really sucks like the one reason i always like playing console games more than pc games is because like it's a crapshoot if a pc game is going to work properly or not like i've had tons of pc games as a kid that just like couldn't boot up for one reason or another because like oh you got this specific video card and just shit like that. Whereas, like, a console game, like, you knew, like, you put that shit in, it was gonna work, and you'd be able to play through it, and that's not the case anymore. Like, console games crash now. Like, on the PS4, I get crashes all the time. And that, that shit's weak. I don't know. So, I, it's really all I got. I hope that you enjoyed listening to me rant about growing old and being curmudgeon about recent games and things like that. Um, if this is, if you guys like hearing this kind of stuff, uh, if you let me know, like I can talk more about like old games or like just my history with video games or anything like that. So I don't know. I like talking about that. Like specifically thinking about when I got Ocarina of Time. Holy shit. I'll definitely talk about that sometime, but (laughs) for right now, that's, that's all I got for this time. Our theme song is the song Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. And I will see you guys next time.